ovaries are our lady nuts. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that make the scene of him crushing walnuts in his hand have a very different yeah. energy to it? I mean, I don't have insurance that'll cover that surgery, so I mean, like... <laughs> I'm going to do this price. to your ovaries. Urgh. Fucking Kali Mommy of full hysterectomy just pop! There are good movies, and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Your timer's going off. And juice. I'm going to crack your nuts. <laughs> no. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Put away your pepper spray and pull out your peppermint essential oils. It's a very lifetime Christmas. Yay! Oh. I recently came across a list of 88 lifetime Christmas movies like ranked best to worst and I realized this is such a deep treasure trove of fucking trash that we've stumbled upon and <laughs> Dave Dave was so hesitant but Dave I think you really opened up this week what did you bring us I absolutely did not <laughs> it's not a deep pool it's a very wide pool and a yeah. very shallow pool i actually worked off that same list of 88 lifetime movies ranked i scrolled through just looking for anything i could find until i did get one uh that i only read the briefest description of and then went and downloaded because it stars melissa joan hart and that was my folly for the week because it meant that we had to sit through a very nutty christmas from lifetime in 2018 i think Oh, this was that yeah. that new? Yeah, this is wow. this is pretty fresh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Two years ago. And it was an experience. Alright, Dave, before we unpack your package this week, we're gonna need to get Whoa. you an elevator pitch in about ten seconds or less. On Christmas Eve, you are working as a delivery driver. You're going about awful fucking job, and you go for your last delivery to pick it up, and you figure for your trouble, you're going to shake down this nice little old lady who you're about to pick up all these cookies from. Um, unbeknownst to you, the little old lady has a real life-size animated nutcracker who is now rushing at you with a wooden sword about to beat the fuck out of you. You got about 10 seconds before you die. Sell us this movie. Sabrina grows up and opens a bakery where she bangs a Pinocchio nutcracker and learns the true meaning of Christmas. Six, Six seconds. seconds. Wow, Dave. Not much plot in this movie, despite a lot of runtime to it. Casey, after I was beaten nearly to death by this man with a wooden sword, I managed to escape back to my truck, throw it into gear, uh, and get a few feet down the road before the concussions take over and I just slump to the side. So I'm going to die very soon here. Unfortunately, the truck's already in gear and you are in the road ahead of it. As my unconscious body hits the gas and sends the truck careening towards you, you've got 10 seconds. Sell us on this movie. Sabrina, the middle-aged witch, heaps a cup of drowning herself in work, rolls over her old relationship, and bangs child brain Matt from 7th Heaven, who poses as a migrant Airbnb hobo. Nuts! Ten, Ten seconds. seconds. On the money, just all wow. the time and all the movie. We can, we can I, go home now. 
I like that you called him child-brained. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I felt with their relationship if it <laughs> took a sexual turn. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and let's talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Melissa Joan Hart leads the film as Kate Holiday. She's a former investment banker who retired to open a cookie shop, and now she's lost her Christmas spirit. Her boyfriend dumped her, she's got way too many cookies due for the army, and she's renting out a spare bedroom on the <laughs> Lifetime version of Airbnb. Yeah, that's not, that's not, why do cookies need the army? Why does Lifetime turn every porn non-sexual and then, like, <laughs> suck all the fun out of it? Because that sounds like the beginning of a cool, like a like a lady-centric porn. Like, I'm going to wash the dishes and eat your snatch in whatever order you like. While she's moping around town, an old man in a tent shop sells her a nutcracker that he claims is magic. And Kate just shrugs it off and puts it under her tree. Everybody trusts yes. Wilford Brimley without diabetes. It was not Wilford Brimley. It was tent, street tent sale Brimley. It's if he didn't have diabetes. I think I've bought a haunted dildo from him. <laughs> <laughs> it was Halloween season. It was appropriate. Oh, man. Is this the same guy from that Are We Afraid of the Dark episode? Yes. 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 He sold yeah. the perfume yes. that had like pheromones in it. A haunted dildo. Yes. Yeah. Good people from Chicago originally. But he's right, though, because overnight, the Nutcracker comes to life with Christmas magic. But it's actually like a couple days before Christmas. Right, yeah, but you know, it's pre-Christmas magic. Uh, and could it be like pagan magic? No, maybe? no, it's like pre-Christmas magic. magic. It's pre-Christmas. Okay. The next morning, Kate finds a grown man in a Nutcracker costume sleeping on the hardwood floors, which Kate figures he's the house share guest. And as random internet guests go, I guess weird is better than creepy. Yeah, he just looks like an old college guy. He's a very college guy to sleep on, and he just like is aging like a Benjamin Button situation. Dressed up in a Nutcracker costume? That's a college guy thing? Yeah, they always have little theme parties. Our magical nutcracker follows Kate to work, and we get our first montage of him dazzled at the modern world like Will Ferrell and Elf. Take your child brain boyfriend to work day. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Always what? December 21st. Uh, Kate's nutcracking machine breaks down, and the nutcracker jumps in for another montage of him smashing walnuts by hand, which somehow goes viral when Kate's horny assistant posts a video of it online. The internet was slow that day. I want to see how she edited it. <laughs> Right. I've also seen a lot of BDSM. Like, I feel like somebody got onto that real quick. Well, if it is going to be popular, at least Kate isn't one to pass up on good publicity. So she hires the Nutcracker and they bond over baking. Taking the name Chip, the Nutcracker convinces Kate to go to the winter ball with him, giving us our third montage of Kate going dress shopping. Montage! Fucking, how many more montages do we have? One. Or four. Depending on how you cut them. Nope, we're going to fast forward then. So there's a maybe montage of dancing at the ball. Uh, Kate kisses Chip the Nutcracker. Aww. She gets an email from House Share the next day and discovers that Chip the Nutcracker weirdo wasn't her House Share guest, which she's initially <gasps> mad about it because she doesn't know who he is. But she actually just accepts the presence of magical Nutcrackers who turn into people really easily and just mopes that they can't date. It was while they were watching the Nutcracker, Dave. Yeah, we got to see her go through a whole emotional roller coaster. It took her 90 minutes and an intermission to really sort her feelings out, but it's fine. 
and some raisinettes. Usually I listen to the Beyonce Lemonade album like in the bathroom locked in and then I come out a new person. I get it. <laughs> Music's transformative. Kate gets her big order of cookies done in time for Christmas, but on the day of delivery, the drivers try to shake her down for extra money. Because one of the delivery drivers looks vaguely mouse-like, Chip the Nutcracker charges in, waving a wooden sword, screaming about the Mouse King. He fucking killed that guy. That guy had a family. (laughs) He had like 11 kids. The cookies get delivered on time, and Kate takes Chip home to give him a speech about how she learned the true meaning of Christmas thanks to a crazy person and his wooden sword. Both of his wooden swords. (laughs) Wouldn't it be all three? Because he also has that handle on his back. (laughs) The next morning, Chip's turned back into a nutcracker, and Kate invites all of the named characters to her house for a Christmas dinner. Her next-door neighbor brings along a hot nephew who looks suspiciously like Chip as a reward for Kate's new Christmas spirit. And Kate's horny assistant immediately encourages her to get over Chip with the new uniform dude. Rude. What the fuck? I hated that. What, the assistant or the new dude or? The new guy. I All of it. I... Barry, Watson, Barry Watson did all the fucking work. And this guy just... Walks into the pussy. Comes in as a fucking look like, yeah. They don't even look alike at all. That guy's like twenty years younger. Right. He's sharper. All so many edges on his face. My God. Oh my God. Did you look at his IMDb profile picture? It's terrifying. I hate it. No, is it really? I it hate is, it. Oh my God. I feel like it looks like he was rendered on a Nintendo sixty four. It's uncomfortable. But no, Casey, the Lifetime movie has to end with the female protagonist having some new dick, and they kind of wrote themselves into a corner having the magical dick disappear before the movie ended. So, you know, we shuttle in a new dude. He only needs to get broke off once a year, though. Okay, but imagine if you only got banged once a year. I mean, you would be singing Christmas carols week of. <laughs> I would be like, you need to get the first one done before you come over. <laughs> it's like, no. Don't make that face, Jay. I'm not telling him to come in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Where people could get in it. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> you heard me. Okay, so in this scenario, <laughs> you're not letting them in until they've taken care of the first one, whether that be in their own home or in the yard outside. <laughs> in my yard. <laughs> you take that to public property, buddy. Right, like, I've got dogs. I can't no. stop you from using the neighbor's yard, though. I mean, they like, could probably be on property and still get it off property, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't think so at first. At first, I feel like it's going to be like the McDonald's ice cream machine and then a super soaker. (laughs) There's going to be some backup in front. No, I don't want it. That's like just like have some class. Like, I don't wait till you get there to shave and then like put my fucking foot up on my kitchen sink and just start whizzing the hair off like. There's some keep some mystery alive in the relationship, people. That's romance corner with Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on your neighbor's lawn. 
Well, Dave, why don't we figure out how you got driven to this movie? It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a Christmas movie. That counts. It's a lifetime movie. I mean, like, what did this have in common with the rest of our movies so far? I, I'm going to be honest. The selection process started and ended with, hey, that's Melissa Joan Hart. I liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Let's see what she's been up to. And it turns out what she's been up to is making the lifetimiest lifetime movie to ever lifetime. Dear God. I don't know, Dave. Christmas Crush was pretty lifetime movie to lifetime. It was a slurry of lifetime movies all mashed into one. It felt like I dropped acid during a lifetime marathon. And like, this is me recalling my trip. That's what Christmas Crush felt like. It was really eight hours. Yeah, like I feel like I'm missing time somewhere in there. Yeah, this, our protagonist is a former investment banker who retired to open a bankery. That's like two thirds <laughs> of the acceptable female protagonist jobs already. Just knocked out as part of the backstory. Okay, Dave, this did have some hallmarks of like, oh, hallmark, copyright infringement. That's a different channel, Casey. Don't bring it. But, okay, so the, we have the, the breakup. You always got to make sure our protagonist is single and ready to mm -hmm. mingle. Yeah, knock that you know out about I mean? eight minutes in. Yeah. Um, also, like, how long were they dating? Like, everybody got over everything really quickly. So, I mean, good for them, I guess. Everybody in this town just accepts everything that happens without saying anything. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart screamed in the post office that she got dumped and everybody just, I guess that yeah, happened. They stopped and then we're like, okay, well, thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share that with everyone. Well, I mean, in that small of a town, everybody knows everybody. They're like, I, oh, yeah, we saw that coming true. a while ago. That's true. Yeah, this is a town so small that everyone knows the guy who plays Santa in the center of the town square. I don't know who the fuck plays Santa around here. I assume there's multiple Okay, there's only one guy. There's only one guy in this fucking city that plays Santa. All right, so there's one dude who is doing all of the Santa clausing? Yeah. And he says that it's a coveted role for an actor to have. Mm. And it's not just like... It's better than starring in a Lifetime movie. I'll give him that. <laughs> Sick burn juice. Melissa Joan Hart also has the ragtag group of friends that are oh, like, yeah. man, she really needs a break. And the mother-like figure. I don't know what's happened to her parents if she killed them and put them in pies or whatever. But you have the one lady that's <laughs> kind of like her emotional support mom where she's like, come over to my house and we'll get drunk on Christmas. And he's like, yeah, we all need that energy in our lives. <laughs> they had the, She had her employee friends. They were like, hey, um, stop taking fucking mm -hmm. orders. Just because people call and want it doesn't mean we have to give it to them. Because they are eat, sleep, and shitting at that bakery. They are <laughs> making 15,000 cookies in like three days. That's insane. Apparently, yeah. They're making 3,000 cookies a day, which I've never worked in a bakery, so I don't know the feasibility. That does feel like a lot. Here's what I don't get. If this town is so small, how can it possibly support a shop that exclusively sells cookies? Like, that is some, like, big city They're shit. They're by an army base, and that was the running joke of soldiers love cookies. Are they edibles? Was that it? Yeah, they had to be, because that, that would answer my question. Why the fuck was everybody smiling so much? That's how she's selling 3,000 cookies a day. Okay. Okay, like 10 milligrams each sort of a deal. 
Melissa, Joan, I see you. Yeah, it's just like Barry Watson as the Nutcracker always had this frozen grin on his face. And yes, I know it's because you can see all their teeth as the wood, as the Nutcracker. But it's really horrifying. In oh, that's life. why he was doing that. That was terrifying. I didn't put that together. Why was Melissa Joan Hart's character fucking burying her teeth the whole movie too because we're apes and we like to like reciprocally wrote like emote <laughs> each yeah. other like if he crosses his arm she crosses his arms he bears his teeth like an ape i bear my teeth like an ape <laughs> throw my poop in your bakery and shut that shit down okay <laughs> Okay. You should really be careful what you do on a date with Casey. Don't come for me, Melissa Joan Hart. It feels like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village sort of a deal where like this had a, a fucked up vibe in this whole town. And I feel like alcohol is illegal, but mushrooms are mandatory because everything <laughs> was trippy as fuck. Everything looked weird. The lighting was weird as shit. People would just stop and stare at people ice skating like they'd never seen such a thing in their life. And then applaud them. You know what? Actually, I you you might have put me onto something here. What if this is a Truman Show situation and Melissa Wait, Joan how? Hart is at the center of it and they're just oh. having to construct increasingly elaborate plot lines to keep ratings up for it? That's why the town's so small and everyone stops to clap when she ice skates. Let me counter that with, what if this is middle-aged Mormon Burning Man in New England, and, like, that's their version of getting wild. It's just like, oh, my God, they're holding hands without gloves on. <gasps> Clap for them. Wait. They only kiss. They never fucked on screen oh. except for those blackout spots where there's the hardcore scenes. <laughs> the, those were commercial breaks. No, those are hardcore scenes. Definitely. Those are not commercial breaks. That makes the Truman Show much more plausible. What if that is a Truman Show? Yeah, because at least now we can get it off to the point where she's been going through so many fucking scenarios that it's it makes sense that she's like, oh, this man is a come-to-life nutcracker. Like, okay. okay. Let's take it one step farther, though. I want, I want you to think about this. So the whole the whole premise behind the Truman Show is that you have an audience of people that are watching this that know that they're watching some person's life, but that that person doesn't know that you're watching their life, right? So what does it mean uh, that these people are watching what they think to be as a real person's life who actually believes that a doll turned into a magic human being to fuck her? Like she really believes that. What does it say about that audience that are like, yeah, 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 I want to watch this. Yeah, I guess there is, though, there is something to be said about, like, what does it say if you're showing your audience a woman being gaslit into believing that magical nutcrackers are real? <laughs> right. But, like, also, I'm, I, I'd probably watch that show if it was a thing. It's just like the real world <laughs> taken to a really dark place. <laughs> A really it's like dark the world. Same people that apply for 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> it's just like, you know, mythical creatures versions. Like, all right, we're going to take this overweight, thrice divorced housewife with 11 cats and set her up on a date with the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Those cats are going to murder him. That's the joke. <laughs> 
they hate moths. <laughs> She's going to find true love, and her other true love, cats, are going to murder it. That's the whole movie. A very nutty Christmas did set itself apart in some ways. Technically, Barry Watson was from out of town. He wasn't a small town dick. He was imported dick to a small town. He's from Germany. From a small German town. Because he's a toy. He was made in Germany and has a tattoo on his neck that was presumably a, a sticker or something when he was a nutcracker, I guess. Do they normally write on the back of the nutcracker's neck where it was made? I don't know, but I don't like the implication. Okay, so technically Barry Watson was from out of town. He was the most boring love interest we could have in a Lifetime movie. That was fucking for sure. I just wasn't comfortable with his kid brains. Yeah. They they like, really were going for the same energy as Elf, but it does not work in a rom-com versus no. a comedy. No, because I, I didn't feel good about Zoe Deschanel fucking trying to bang Elf? Elf either. Yeah. And this, it's not even the lack of energy. It's just that he's weirdly childlike. It's fucking You know, that's creepy. what was weird about Elf, too. Like, he eats sugar spaghetti, and you're wanting to whip his dick out? I think you need to <laughs> take an ethics class. Watch an episode of Law & Order. You know what Barry Watson's Nutcracker reminded me of? What? what? The Always Sunny episode where Dennis gets interviewed by the police and they cut away of him just sitting in the interview room by himself, stone-faced for like six hours. For hours. Right. That, but the holiday version is what we got from Barry Watson's yeah. Nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. Just a man giving a stone-faced serial killer smile at camera for 90 minutes straight. I had the worst cotton mouth from this movie because everyone's <laughs> mouth was open and teeth bared. And I was just like, God, my lips are chapping just more as the movie goes on. The broad with the five kids, I thought she was going to be mean at first. But again, there were like no mean girls in this movie. I, I, no. I'm going to put that as a plus. There wasn't like the one jealous bitch. Like everybody, everybody in the town seemed to have generally good vibes. And it was like minus the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. What about Melissa Joan Hart when she was being salty about Christmas? Yeah, I guess she was the bad guy in town. Yeah, mm. she was. It was almost like a Scrooged type setup. She still believed in Christmas, and she just got dumped. You know what I mean? She's not getting right. a dick for Christmas now. The town's too small. Yeah. But everybody else is just there in service of her story, though. They have no story of their own. The The assistants hook up at the end of the movie just to kind of pretend like there's some other story going on. But they had, what, one scene that set that up and otherwise no story yeah, to their own selves? But yeah, there is no tension in this movie. That never once did no. anything feel pressing. Absolutely Honestly, not. if you're an anxious person, you should watch this movie. Because okay. nothing happens. You, you know what I mean? And nothing's you yeah. know nothing's going to happen. And it's it's calming. It's like Whale Sounds Christmas edition. It's just a series <laughs> of vaguely related images. The Great New England Bake Off. Everybody's being nice. Yeah. We're a little, a little like at a three on the stress level for like two minutes when the army's calling in all these cookies and then everything. 
you know, your life gets changed with some small town dick. It's fine. Um, <laughs> she tells us that she's stressed out about the cookies, but they don't really act that stressed out. And he, she immediately gets obsessed with fucking her wooden dildo boy. So, uh, no, uh, but at no point does that ever feel stressful, nor does anything. Her going to the Christmas ball doesn't, there's no stress around that. It's absolutely just a series of events that she fucking strolls through. I mean, maybe they were medical cookies. And that makes more sense, <laughs> to be honest. She's pumping out 3,000 edibles a day. Hell yes, everybody's going to be gotta pretty chill. got to test the dough. Firstly, yeah, everybody, yeah, that would actually hey, make man. sense with like everybody's on metables. That's why like they stop to clap for shit in the park. And oh everybody's so no, nice she gave so many to kids in the shop. <laughs> oh come yeah. on! Oh yeah, sorry, kiddos. That's not responsible adult usage. Kids would never be interested in a man cracking nuts with his hands. At least not for that long. It would be like, he cracked three nuts. That was cool. Now I'm going to go terrorize this person over here and fucking scream about whatever the fuck I can. No, no, no. Every kid gets a cookie. They go home. They eat their dinner. They go to bed. Parents love them. They probably prepay those cookies for those kids. Yep. (laughs) Get the kids off amphetamines and on that sweet, sweet dank. Sweet dank. <laughs> I did have a question about the the two workmates hooking up. If this was their first time and they just happened to hook up, why did their outfits match when they she came to the door? They had matching pajamas they were in already. True. Was that like some yeah. weird kink thing that they're like, hey, this is our first time we did it. Quick, we need to go to Walmart to get matching fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Is that your one night stand experience? You you have some weird one night stands. I just assumed that whoever's house they were hooking up in, that resident had already had a extra matching set there, which I didn't until now process is the weirdest possible thing you could do to someone. You like, can you imagine you go home with some girl from the bar, you hook up, and then she comes out wearing a holiday themed onesie, holding an extra one that's identical for you. I'm not sleeping in that house. I'm not asking you to wear this. (laughs) And then you just stare. (laughs) I'm not asking. Right? Like, instead of a butt flap, does it have a kidney flap? Because there's some serial killer shit going down in this house tonight. You know what surprised me about this movie? It kept acting like mice were going to be somewhere in it and they really weren't. I thought this bitch was going to get, like her ex-boyfriend was going to release a bunch of mice in her bakery. I would do that. That was the only pseudo tension (laughs) and they never pay it off. Like, he's always looking for mice and the mice king is coming. The mouse king is coming. And they're adamant about that over and over and over and over and over. And then what? I guess it's supposed to be the payoff is the movers? Yeah, the delivery drivers are the mouse king. Dave, I think it was Dave who brought up during the performance of the Nutcracker, when th- eventually the Mouse King would have had to go on stage. So we wanted to see when Barry Watson <laughs> oh, storms yeah. the stage Freaked and out. fucking stabs an actor because he's <laughs> freaking out, man. Yeah, I wanted to see him rush the stage like Kanye at the Grammys. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but I gotta beat this dude's ass first. I gotta kill this mouse. I gotta kill this mouse. You also brought up it could be a horror movie if you would have just changed the uh, the background track very easily. Yeah, we just a soundtrack change and some lighting adjustments, and this is a fucking horror film. 
man lying about past and identity in your home. Well, like, to be honest, he didn't really lie. She just accepted like her own reality of a situation that may have happened and imposed it on him and he didn't correct her. You should always give people the chance to tell the truth. So like just be upfront and ask like, are you a grifter? Do you have a felony record? <laughs> um, That's totally gonna work. Hey, do you um, know how to pick locks? You, you a grifter? Grifter? Have yeah. you ever assaulted a woman? Cool. Great. You can stay at my Airbnb. Give him the chance <laughs> to tell the truth. Yeah, we also discussed that she is absolutely terrible at interviewing Airbnb guests. She volunteers so much information. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she- it was her first time. I'm a Pisces. This is my bank code. It's the same as my birthday. Um, I conveniently made you a copy of my driver's license. Where the fuck was Salem in this movie? That's what I asked. That was the first fucking note I took. It was Melissa Joan Hart. Where the fuck is Salem? She did allude to having a sister named Sabrina. Yeah, there was a Sabrina Easter egg in there. Ooh. I mean, I hate to say it. At this point, like, Sabrina, when she was, she was a teenage witch. So she was a teenager. In this movie, Melissa is what? She's probably pushing 50. She's probably mid 40s from what I, from what it looked like. Like, I don't think cats live to be 30 years old. Bullshit, they live forever. And he's a warlock. I have a question about one of the main scenes in this film. I don't know that I have a good answer for you. When Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson go to the silent auction slash winter balls slash whatever fucking blue ball ceremony, (laughs) Barry Watson goes around at the last minute and outbids every single person on every single basket but under Melissa Joan Hart's name. So does she realize that he just like charged like four grand to her account? He bought her a lot of shitty Christmas baskets. Right, with her own money. Like, girl, you need to listen to Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills. He cannot (laughs) buy you gifts with your own ends, okay? That's not okay, like one or two things, but a whole gala's worth? Fuck, dude. And she just sort of grins and giggles about it. Oh, you should. Hey, oops. I took everybody's Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I yeah. Mean, she giving them back to everybody at the end of the movie and picking and choosing her favorite people, which that's yeah. good. It's like a town <laughs> MySpace top eight. Like, all right. That actually brings up something else that. I was laughing at in the same scene. So the the big raffle during that scene was for a Hawaiian vacation, right? And she wins that with it. Well, it was done by like a 50-50 style raffle drawing where everybody buys tickets and they throw it into a fishbowl. There was tops, like 100 tickets in that fishbowl. How much does each ticket cost if the sale of them is covering a Hawaiian vacation? I don't know. Are Are these tickets like 200 bucks a pop? Yeah. You get to ride in the cargo part of the plane. You get your own section of the plane. So by Hawaiian vacation, we meant we ship you UPS first class to Hawaii. International airport. You don't actually get to leave the airport until you come home. But you can see the ocean from the balcony. You know what I mean? It's a $200 trip. 
frugal. I have a serious question. Oh, uh, from this movie, you you managed to get a serious question. Let's Would hear you rather watch this for four hours straight or spend four hours with your family in these trying times? We did this already. <laughs> I, we've asked with every Lifetime movie so far. I want to know. Is this more painful than an awkward Christmas? I No, but it's also, uh, you get nothing out of it. Like we just got done watching this, and I can already feel it slipping away from me. Yeah, this I, is one of the most inconsequential uh, things I've watched in a very long time. I I would select the movie only because I could sleep. Yeah, it was kind of like cinematic Valium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it it is. made everything just kind of okay. It kind of put like an emotionless salve on whatever wound. And I could, I don't really feel safe though when Barry Watts is, Watson is on screen showing me all of his teeth. Case, you seem pretty upset with all of this. So I'm just going to start this question off with you. A very nutty Christmas starring Melissa Joan Hart. Would you watch it again? There was nothing. Nothing in this. Like not one thing. I didn't even get a recipe out of this. No, I will go back to watch like the Christmas episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Seventh Heaven where someone makes a Christmas crack pipe or something and then God fixes it. Uh, it was painful. It wasn't, you know what? It wasn't even super painful. It was just drawl. So no, I would not watch this again. Juice, what about you? A Very Nutty Christmas starring Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson. I knew you watched Seventh Heaven. Would you watch it again? Uh, for one, no, I actually didn't watch Seventh Heaven. What the what? fuck? Get off your stereotypes, Casey. Right. Yeah. I would probably actually enjoy it, so your stereotype might be active, or at least would have. Second of all, we did get a recipe in this movie. They go back and forth about the right. different ingredients on the what they use in their cookies. And she goes through, like, precise, yeah, I don't make cookies, so, like, give me a good recipe for a stir-fry and I'll fucking get your back. But other than that, no, there was nothing in this movie. Y'all right. This was not anything worth watching again. It was, it was oatmeal. It was just plain fucking oatmeal. <laughs> I like so, oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, no, I like oatmeal, too, but, you know, at least I add some things. A little bit of sugar. This was just oats. Like, literally oats with no water. So I guess not oatmeal. It was just oats. So thanks, Dave, for that. Jay, how about you? Are you going to eat your oatmeal again and sit down and watch this movie? Casey, Juice, you guys are being a little too hard on A Very Nutty Christmas. Did you not notice the attention to detail in this film? Like, for example, when Melissa Joan Hart goes to the post office, right? She has packages addressed to mom and Brian, and she tells the woman on the other side of the USPS counter that Brian's in California. Yes, Obviously, Brian they'll know where to go. Take it to Brian in right. California. Yeah. The Brian. Is, right. You'll know. Uh, Dave, lest you try to get all shitty about this movie too, did this not give you what you wanted in a Lifetime movie? Was this not a big city woman who moves to a small town to pursue her dream, who learns the real value of Christmas through a magical small town dick transported from I, another small town? I, okay, but I gotta wait. At what point did I say that's what I want? That's what scared me <laughs> oh, about this month. Oh, you're best for it, Dave. Yeah. Move on, Jay. Sustained. 
So, thank you. So, so this very nutty Christmas is exactly what you came for in Lifetime movies. But, but yeah, God, it's fucking boring. No, I'm not going to watch a very nutty Christmas again. Wow. But I think we should shame David to it. Hard right So, Dave, here's the question. You shameful son of a bitch. A very nutty Christmas. Are you going to watch it again? The answer is yes. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, no. the verdict is no. in. No, no, absolutely Good night. Not. You know, you get to just put that. I get to say my piece like everybody else. This was perhaps the most inoffensive television content I have ever seen in my life. This may be the perfect Christmas Day television program and i don't mean that in that like it's good i i mean the exact opposite this is something that at any time of day when people are in and out of the room and half the family hasn't finished dinner this is something that can just be on in the room and no one can possibly start a fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> no one can be offended right and you know what in 2020 that's a pretty goddamn good tool to have in the belt <laughs> it was ahead of its time wow. for sure and if you were to wait about three days and just put this on the television, I probably would not remember enough of it to know that I had watched it before. <laughs> because that's how unflavored yogurt this movie is. But knowing what I know, would I consciously choose to watch it again? No, absolutely not. <laughs> this is so fucking boring. And you just just read the Wikipedia plot summary, and you have now watched the film. That's all there is to it, and not much more. Uh, but hey, I'm glad Melissa Joan Hart is getting a paycheck by making one of these every year. So, you know, yeah, do your go, thing, bro. girl. Make your money. All right, Melissa Joan Hart has done something that I didn't think was possible. She got us a verdict. Ladies and gentlemen, that verdict is ain't no one of us going to be watching this movie again. It was so bland. Dave, you are right. It's a good tool to have for those family occasions where, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. Your stomach might get upset. Just eat your fucking oatmeal and you'll be fine. Do you not have enough Ambien to put in all of the food? We'll throw this movie on instead. It's a kind of less horrible way than drugging your family members into quiet submission. I, that, that is not it. I meant like if you've got your hippie aunt and your MAGA uncle showing up, this yeah, is no, what no, you no. put on. You just ambient everybody. You just cropped up those fuckers. Like, we don't want to play favorites. Just everybody's going down. But Juice, can you pick us up next week? Because you're up. You're finishing out Christmas month. What are you doing uh, to us? Next week, I'm going to continue fucking steamrolling the lifetime Christmas and get us to a happy fucking new year. I'm going to bring Envoke Christmas. Uh, it's it, it looks like it, it could be fun. Like there's a bunch of dancing and singing. We get a lot of that in Lifetime. Um, no. There's, you know, trials and tribulations. A woman has to find, you know the story. It fucking happens every year. So small we'll town dick ensemble like maybe they're gonna meet another acapella group or is everyone getting banged bunged what's the past tense future tense no it's it's korean drama rules casey you only get no. to kiss at the end of the movie that's as far as you go and there is no tongue for sure <laughs> nope it's it's that pack and then it's like oh that's the world we just had sex and now we're gonna have 44 kids 
Well, I can't wait to hold out for this cinematic advent calendar that you are bringing to us. So thank you, Juice. Hey, Cinemites, if you have a bad movie we should watch for this podcast, want to say hi or send dog pics, like the Facebook page, sh.ttycinema. We're on Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's PPL. Casey's on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. If you want to help fund this little pipe dream, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. Throw us some money. <laughs> Even if it's change, we're not too proud to pick up change. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Buy weird sex toys from a man in a tent. <sighs> Daddy. And see what we wake up on our floor in the living room in the morning. Huh? <laughs>